My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 15 and 16 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And their chapters' titles are Aragog and the Chamber of Secrets. We're getting into the good stuff. Yes, we are. (laughs) But before we actually get into the good stuff, we have our first patron! Thank you to Boom1121 for becoming our first triple threat patron. Yes, thank you. You brought so much. Helping us out a lot. We'll have to get that sticker pack ready. Yes. (laughs) If you haven't looked at our Patreon yet, we have a couple different tiers and you can get different things for different tiers. So go check them out. Yeah. Should we talk about Harry Potter? Yes, we should. Okay. So chapter 15, Aragog. Mm -hmm. My first comment was just that they were already getting into summer. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of time. Yeah, my (laughs) first comment was, I honestly have no sense of time with these books. Yeah, I saw that when I pulled your notes up and I was like, "Um, yes, accurate. Because I don't even know what is happening and when all of this happened, you know? Like, what? (laughs) What did we skip? (laughs) Because this book is so short. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm like, just what? what's happening? Yeah, no, for real. I feel this, like I'm always questioning what's happening. Yeah, this is like the same with the first book, too, where it was just kind of like, it's it's what time of the year now? Yeah, yeah. And I think it gets better, like, when she gets to her other books, but I think that's mm-hmm. partly just because they're longer. Yes, I agree. So it makes sense that so much time would pass, but because these ones are so short, it's like, how did a whole nine months go by mm-hmm. already? Yeah. <laughs> I think also because these first two were definitely geared more towards children. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, I, I guess I get it. But. Probably. But also, can I tell you how creepy this chapter would be to read as a child? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yes. I didn't remember how creepy it was. But I knew that this part always freaked me out in the movie and the book. And mm-hmm. I 100% remember why now. Because, yikes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But anyway, I also thought it was interesting that they can't have any visitors in the hospital wing anymore. Yeah, it's... That didn't make yeah. any sense to me. I was like, what, what is going to happen to the people who are already petrified? Nothing. Nothing is going to happen to them. So why can't people visit their friends? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems weird. I thought that too. I didn't write anything in my notes about it, but it seems weird. Uh, but I think the reason why they can't have any more visitors is mm-hmm. because now they have to be escorted to their classrooms. Yeah, so it so would take like, like someone taking them there and all Yeah, that. so it's like, don't go wandering off to go visit your friends. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I just don't like it. yes yeah so harry and ron have been consistently searching for the spiders ever since hagrid uh gave them that little hint when he was leaving yep to go to azkaban and i i feel like maybe i wouldn't go searching for spiders (laughs) i i think in that case it would just be like well hagrid's had to follow the spiders so yeah. You know, like, I'm curious. Might as well see if I can find some spiders and go see what Hagrid's talking about. Yeah. 
I don't know. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't like spiders, so. Exactly. <laughs> I would like, be like Ron itchy. in this case. Where yeah. It's like, why spiders? Yeah. I also thought it was really funny because, I mean, later on he's like, um, or he like, he, like, asks why did it have to be follow the spiders or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny that in the movie and, like, any parody and stuff of this, they're always like, why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? Yes. <laughs> that yes. part made me laugh because it's not in the book. It's not. He I know. He doesn't say that in the book. And I was like, oh, I didn't even, like, think about the fact that he doesn't say that in the book. It's just always the part that we always, like, think of. Yeah. Oh, um, definitely. Potentially just because they really wanted to have a contrast of, like, this creepy thing and this beautiful thing. I would say, yeah, because I think definitely for the movies, they at least wanted something funny to happen right yeah. there just to uh, kind of ease some of the tension that's yeah, going on in the movie. because there's a lot of tension. <laughs> yes. And, you know, like, it's a it's a scary scene. Well, yeah. This but, is one of the darker movies, too. Darker as in, like, in color? Well, or? not just color, but, like concept oh true as well yeah um i think like oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say i think like for me personally since it's still uh at least somewhat like light and like they're still young and whatnot like i don't Mm -hmm. see it as being a dark concept (laughs) oh but then when i actually think about it i'm like oh oh yeah this is dark (laughs) when you think about it it's it's literally three 12 year olds trying Mm -hmm. to solve all of this by themselves i mean that's like the first book too where it was I like know, but why do is... they they have to solve this but this is way worse than this the first is worse <laughs> like this is a way worse situation yes definitely no one would have really died in the first one no if they had just ignored girl mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but in this one ignoring it would lead to people dying so it's an issue yep Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Total tangent. <laughs> I also found it entertaining that they're they're in their potions class or whatever, and Draco asks or he's like he's being this dumb loud mouth typical yes. Draco who's like, Oh my gosh, I just need to spill all of my thoughts about everything all uh-huh. the time and he's like talking about like, Oh, you know, like Dumbledore was taken away and I'm really happy about that because my dad did it and then he was like but you know McGonagall's not gonna last very long and he was Mm -hmm. like hey Snape like why don't you try to be headmaster (laughs) yeah and he was all like you know like I'm sure my dad I could put in a good word for you with my dad like (laughs) he was like I'm sure my dad would vote for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and Snape was like okay bye Dumbledore's (laughs) coming back (laughs) no I think he had like a slight smile though I think Snape was he did huh (laughs) he did have a slight smile but he was like Dumbledore is coming back yeah. this is temporary <laughs> like, I wa- Snape is no dummy <laughs> yeah I, so like I know like Snape becomes headmaster in the last book yeah but I do wonder if given the choice right here if Snape would have taken the headmaster role I don't think he would because he really wants to just be the defense against the dark arts teacher yeah that's kind of what I was thinking too so I, I don't think his sights are set so high I think he's just like I really want to teach that other class yeah so. at least at this moment he's yeah. just kind of like well just let me teach this other class and we'll be good exactly but I mean I don't know I could be wrong (laughs) I don't know yeah but yeah I I was like another comment that I had was Malfoy's such a loud mouth and I was like what the fuck also he mentions wanting Hermione to die again like this is the second time he's mentioned it in this book and I don't understand how a 12 year old can feel that like that dark 
of a an emotion or feeling towards a person. Yeah, and Draco says he doesn't want the chamber to be closed. Like he yeah. wants it to stay open. And I was just like, I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> yeah, like, no, for I real. no, no, thank you. <laughs> I ugh. and it just it just brings me back to what I mentioned in the last episode about those like three 12 year old girls and like how two of them planned to kill their friend. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't understand how 12 year olds can feel that much like darkness you know like when I was 12 I was like playing Barbie games <laughs> I would say honestly I think it just has to do with whatever environment they grew up around yeah probably. and so Drake no- is definitely uh something of his environment like a yeah. I don't know what the word is. maybe I, I'll think of it later I don't know but because we know who the Malfoys are because we know yeah. the series like obviously Draco did not grow up in a very healthy environment no so he's just this Awful, awful, awful 12-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, I I could never be friends with Draco, ever. Yeah, I don't think I could either, at least not right now. Yeah, not at this point, because he's Uh, awful. um, He's definitely a victim of circumstance. That's not the word I'm looking for, but that's what he is for sure. Yes. Um, Because it's just, he grew up around his dad, who's this horrible Mm -hmm. person, and And I'm sure... I'm sure Lucius was never quiet about his yeah. opinions around no. his family. No, definitely not. So. And then, like, his mom, obviously, like, we don't know a lot about Narcissa's backstory. Mm-hmm. Other than that she had the two sisters. Yeah. And so, like, we we can only guess, like, how she was before she met Lucius and stuff. And I've seen a lot of things where she was, like, a really good sister and, like, nice or whatever. But she got... um convinced kind of to be darker so i don't know yeah understood sometimes people just fall down a rabbit hole or trip into one exactly (laughs) which maybe she did we don't maybe um i'm pretty sure that andromeda did not go that way which made her family mad so maybe sissy saw that and went i'm not doing that but i don't know who knows okay I made a comment. I was like, ah, Ernie tells Harry sorry because he wouldn't attack her might. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, better late than never, I guess. I mean, like, I'm sure Ernie does feel bad for suspecting Harry now that yeah. Hermione has been petrified. And he's yeah. kind of like, oh, it really wasn't Harry. Probably. Even though there were all these signs pointing to Harry. Yeah, but that's why you don't make assumptions. <laughs> well, you know, some people just have, like, strong opinions and strong personalities. I'm sure Ernie is like that, mm-hmm. uh, to where he was just kind of like, okay, all these signs are pointing to Harry. Like, I have to warn people. Yeah. And so he was just kind of going out there and warning everyone. And yeah. That's just Ernie... How it was. Ernie would definitely be Erudite if we were putting him in Divergent. Erudite was the smart one, right? Yeah, he would definitely be Erudite. He, he definitely would be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really interesting, actually, to like put all of them into a, a faction. Into a faction, yeah. Because there's five of them, and yeah. there's only four houses here. Would you say Harry would be Dauntless? Um, I don't know if I would. Maybe. 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 Because I'm trying to decide, because I'm like... Harry would be it. Yeah, because I'm like Harry is the kind of person who would just he like he does just go out and do what he thinks is right or what he thinks he needs to do. Yeah. And from what I remember, Dauntless is the would be the faction to do that kind of thing. 
I mean, true, but I also but don't think Harry would survive that first train. You're right. <laughs> you yeah. know, where you have you're to right jump on that. the moving train and then jump off of the moving train. Yeah. Well, I don't think he would do that. I don't I, think he'd be able to. I think we would have to age him up to the proper age, but yeah, no, I, I see that. So I don't know where he would go. I don't know either. Maybe he would be divergent. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I definitely think he would be divergent. But yeah. if we had to put him in a faction, mm, I don't like it. Because <laughs> he definitely wouldn't be Candor. No. Definitely not. No. I don't think he would be Erudite. No. Hermione would, though. Yeah. Uh, what's the. What's the nice one? Because he wouldn't be that either. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Amity, I think. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Amity. Yeah, Amity, the peaceful one. And he so, wouldn't be abnegation because he's not selfless. He's selfish. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess he would have to be Dauntless. <laughs> I guess so. And if he doesn't survive that, that first thing, then oh well. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to suck, Harry. Sucks to suck. <laughs> you don't survive in another world that's not made for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not even important. I don't even know why I was sitting here like, ah, oh, Ernie, erudite. Like, I don't know. I don't know why it mattered, but I said it anyway. It's fine. Yeah. They have. They're at Herbology right now. Obviously, that's where Ernie's talking to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, while they're there, they do or Harry spots the spiders, and he's like, "Ron, look!" Yes, you're right. <laughs> and Ron's like, "Oh no, I don't want to see the spiders." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like very clearly, we already know that Ron doesn't like spiders, but like the fact that Harry was able to find them, I think Ron was probably sitting there like the entire time, going, "Maybe we'll never find them and not have." Oh, to I'm follow sure. Them. <laughs> I'm sure he was like. I'm sure Ron was, like, honestly looking for the spiders, but I'm sure he was also just like, please no. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, no thank you. They're they're on their way to Defense Against the Dark Arts, and Mm -hmm. uh, they decide to plan their trip to the Forbidden Forest for, like, that night or whatever. Yeah. So they're going to use the invisibility cloak and get Fang, and then they're going to head on out there if they can find the spiders again. Yeah. Because they were heading towards the forest. So now they're with Gilderoy Lockhart, who, who is, is a little too just, happy. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, he's just, you know, smiling and he like bounds yeah. into the room. He's like, yeah. hello, everyone. And he's yeah. like, oh, wow, these long faces. He's like a stupid golden retriever, like a stupid one. Like, golden retrievers are pretty smart, but this one's stupid as fuck. (laughs) And he's all like, oh, like, the danger has passed. And I was like, there is literally no way that Fudge would take people away only when he is 100% sure they are guilty. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah. Because Lockhart's definitely like, the danger has passed, the culprit has been taken away. He's like, well, Fudge wouldn't have taken Hagrid away if he didn't 100% know (laughs) that he had opened the chamber. Yeah. And And Harry and Ron are like, but we know that that he didn't and that fudge was just doing it because he had to take someone yeah and and (laughs) Lockhart's just kind of like I'm pretty sure I know just a bit more about Hagrid's arrest than you do yeah even though he was not present at the arrest (laughs) so literally no one knows more than they do yeah but but they can't say anything you're right because otherwise they would be uh showing that they broke rules (laughs) yep and also showing that they have something that made them invisible yeah Exactly, which we should not tell Lockhart about ever. No, never. Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) That's a terrible idea. (laughs) I just realized I... Did you skip something? 
Yeah, because when they were planning this, yeah, uh, Harry suggested taking Fang into the forest. Yeah, and I was like, has he forgotten that Fang is a scaredy cat? Um, I think so because they don't really encounter Fang that much. They really don't, which is kind of so, sad. Yeah, but... I think we see him a lot more in the movies than we do in the books. Oh, definitely. And I, I feel like Fang isn't ever really mentioned after this book. Yeah, I mean, very sad. I don't think he is either. I think you're right. Unless yeah. I mean, unless we're not remembering the parts where he's mentioned in the books, but yeah, definitely. doesn't really show up that much in the movies after this either. I was gonna say because the only times I remember him being in the movies are the first and second movies. Yeah, and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, same. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Find out. Yeah. <laughs> so you know they. They get out of the Gryffindor common room that night and they make their way to like the front doors to Hogwarts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they had to unlock the doors. Yeah. So they did. Yeah. And I think they just like manually unlocked it instead of okay. using a spell or anything. So, what kind of lock do you think is on there? Like, is I it like this giant know. key that they have to turn? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> we know what it shows in the movies when they're locking the doors. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like that's a really elaborate oh. lock. I found some, it. I can I can girls. tell you. Okay. I can read this little paragraph. Yeah, what is it? It was another difficult journey through the castle, dodging all the teachers. At last they reached the entrance hall, slid back the lock on the oak front doors, squeezed oh. between them, trying to stop uh, any creaking, and stepped out into the moonlit ground. Okay. So it was like a... It's just like a bar, from what I bar. understand. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Like a wooden plank or something. Yeah. <laughs> so... Mm, if that's written in the book, why uh-huh. does the, is, I think it's the third movie, show yeah. this elaborate locking system on the doors? It makes so much more sense. But <laughs> <Or> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, but to me, personally, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, if they had to lock down the castle for some reason, having an elaborate locking system like that, much better. Now I just want to watch that scene because, like, I want <laughs> to want to figure out how many locks there are on <laughs> that say, door. I want to say there were, like, four or five or something. There were a just lot. Just, like, all and the way I feel down. I like there was maybe, like, another door or was there not? I don't know. I think I remember another door closing, but maybe not. I don't, I don't know. know. But, maybe uh. it's, Yeah. Yeah, but my my thing about this is the fact that since it sounds like it was just like you know like an oak plank they had to slide yeah. back what happens if a professor walks by sees that this door is unlocked and, and locks, locks it again <laughs> yeah what um, happens <laughs> i'm not really sure because i don't think alohomora unlocks planks yeah that was my thought too so, so i was like what the i hell? guess they have to sleep on the grounds <laughs> they would probably just go sleep in hagrid's hut honestly yeah probably yeah. Is that the only entrance to Hogwarts? I don't think so. Okay. Would they have been able to get in through, like, the courtyard then? That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they should... Because yeah. they should have, like, an open hallway, right? Yes, because if you think about, like, the like the third book or the fourth book or whatever yeah. book, you know, because if you remember, like, just the group walking down that pathway and then going yeah. out to, like... I'm thinking oh, yeah, about the third no book. doors. Yeah. Or, I mean, there could be doors, like actually like on the castle and not like not like in the courtyard area yeah. but like on the castle and we just don't know it yeah maybe but i don't otherwise. know yeah I, I have no idea and there's also <laughs> a door to the great hall from outside yeah oh like, yeah that's right if you think about mad eye moody's entrance that's right. <laughs> yeah oh that's 
mm, this is messing up my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what, just how many doors there are that they have to lock? Yeah, yeah. If they really needed to lock doors, which is why I don't understand why they only show them locking one door in the, the movie. Because why are they going to show you locking all of them? Because then it proves that they're actually locking down the castle. <laughs> well, I think they only showed the one with the multiple locks <laughs> to show you that. The tons of locks. Yeah, they were like, hey, they're locking down the castle. Here's one image of that happening, just so you know. Enjoy all of these locks on one door, even though if the door gets broken, <laughs> the locks are useless. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so they leave the castle. After they unlock the door and walk out. Mm-hmm. And they go to Hagrid's hut. Yes, they do. To go with and Fang. Fang gets real excited and starts barking. Mm-hmm. And they force, like, treacle fudge into Fang's mouth so that it glues his teeth together. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, animal cruelty at its finest. Yes. <laughs> Yes. But, you on, know, it's fine. Yeah, on one hand, I was definitely like, oh, God. But on yeah. the other hand, I was also like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, same. Because I was like, I understand why you don't mm-hmm. want him to be loud. And yeah. you can't really, like, tell him to stop because it's, he's a dog. It's not like they had a muzzle for him or anything. Exactly. So the closest thing they had was, like, a really sticky candy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, Okay. But just hearing that it did that, I was like, I wouldn't even want to try treacle fudge. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like caramels that are too sticky like yeah, that. So I definitely don't like things that are too sticky like that. I'm good, man. Give mm-hmm. me some normal fudge any day. But oh, I love normal fudge. Don't give me caramel fudge. Yeah, no. Because that please. sounds real rough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what treacle is. Like, I don't either. Is treacle a real thing? I don't know. I'm about to look it up, though. Me too, actually. It is. Oh, it is? It's a thick, sticky, dark syrup made from partly refined sugar. Oh. So, molasses. Gotcha. Now they find the spiders. Yes. Okay. My thing about the spiders, how are there still spiders going into the forest at this point? I don't know. Because it's been weeks, as far as we know, since Hagrid said follow the spiders. Like, unless the spiders are going into the castle to grab, like, food and stuff. I mean, that would make sense. Back. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, but that's I'm... the only way I could think of. Yeah, I'm still just like, how? Are there still spiders? Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely questioning it, too. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Harry is very jumpy. Yes, he is. Um, and <laughs> I'm sure the... all three of them are, honestly. Well... Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I I don't know. <laughs> Why are you still following the spiders if you're, like, scared out of your wits? Because they want to know what the spiders lead to. I mean... We're all curious. They just lead to more spiders. <laughs> <laughs> more That's it. spiders? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> I mean, they did talk about how these were bigger spiders. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they've seen the itty-bitty spiders, but they, yeah. they like, know that these are the bigger spiders. So, like, that doesn't scare you from, yeah. like, from following them? I wouldn't follow them. I, I, I'd be yeah, like, sorry, I, I, Hagrid, bad <laughs> advice. I'm not doing that. I'm good. I'll find something else out. 
I would probably be freaking out the whole time. Yeah, I would never do it. So I wouldn't be freaking out the whole time because I just wouldn't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, bad advice. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting the way that the forest gets described as they go deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Because it gets a lot like closer and more dangerous the further they go in. Like The roots are all crazy and the branches and everything is like grabbing yeah. onto them while they walk through it. And aren't, like, the trees, like, a lot closer together yeah. and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a typical forest because that's how yeah. that's okay. how it works in real life, too. Like, typically the trees grow closer together the deeper that you get into a forest. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So then... So then, just out of nowhere, yep. the car appears. Yep. <laughs> wow. Um, and it's wild. <laughs> it's, it's very wild, yes. And I was like, it's just been chilling in the forest. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. I have a question about yes. the car. I'm always yes. going to come back to this question. First of all, like, I mean, like, just how has the car not run out of gas and just completely died? It's uh, magic, literally. Like, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like at the end of this chapter, I, I make another comment about this, but oh, I, I guess okay. I'll go ahead and say it because okay. I, I did mention that the car was magic to life. And so now it has a mind of its own. And I was like, is this kind of like how people think robots will take over the world? Because we have like artificial intelligence and whatnot. And yeah. So- yeah, I would say yes, because like this car really did kind of like grow its own personality and stuff. It really did. Yeah. So I would definitely not put it past it um Mm -hmm. on that front (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) so then they continue to follow the spiders right like they're like oh cool the car is here but let's go find the spiders again (laughs) yeah so then they go back after the spiders and um while i don't remember is it no, wait, they get distracted by the car, and then they get picked up by the spiders? Hold on, let me look. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Because Ron starts freaking out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, like, they rested for a moment with the car, and then they're kind of like, oh, we, like, we lost the trail, like, yeah. let's look for it. And they're, so they're still right there with the car, and, like, Ron is already looking up. Yeah. And that's when they get picked up. Yeah, he's freaking out because the spider is, like, literally latching onto Harry right then. Yeah. So then they get carried by the spiders through the forest mm-hmm. to the lair of the spiders. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, which turns out to be a clearing where all of the trees have been removed. Which, like, I feel like Hagrid was the one who removed the trees. So, like, way to be a nice person, Hagrid. Maybe. <laughs> But they they get taken to Aragog, and he's this, like, giant blind spider. You can tell because his eyes are, like, white, yes. which I thought was interesting. I don't know if that's actually what happens to spiders when they go blind, but okay. I have no idea. Do spiders <laughs> even go blind? I was going to ask that next. <laughs> but anyway, they meet Aragog, and Aragog is like, oh, Hagrid has never sent men into our hollow before. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely questioning why Harry and Ron are there, and Loki, so would I. I'd be like, if Hagrid's never done this before, why would he do it now? 
Like, yeah. I've known him for this long. So Aragog is totally within his rights to be like, eh, I don't know if he actually sent you here and stuff. And then they they do ask him about, like, the Chamber of Secrets and Hagrid and everything. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I was never that creature. Like, that wasn't yeah, me. But because, we're afraid of that creature. Yeah, but because <laughs> if you remember, you know, like, the flashback within the diary, yeah. Aragog is the creature that Hagrid had it's true. when he, he was accused of yeah. opening the chamber. Yeah. But uh, I think it's really interesting that the spiders don't speak the name of the creature that's in the chamber. I do too. And I was kind of like, wow, it's kind of like not saying Voldemort's name. Yeah, like he who must not be named. It's like their greatest enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though um, Voldemort is just a serial killer for like <laughs> for for that me. that specific section of the wizarding world. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't go to America. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not that strong, is he? I'm, well, I don't know. Maybe he didn't have time to do that. <laughs> He just never had the opportunity. He, did, he never had the opportunity to go to America and <laughs> just, start killing. Just couldn't travel over there. <laughs> couldn't travel across the pond. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's just a serial killer for the like UK area mm-hmm. yep. with all of the extra like European countries as well. Mm-hmm. Like we find out that spiders are like terrified of this creature, but they won't tell them what kind of creature it is. So literally they're still stuck where they are. All they know now is like 100% that Hagrid didn't do it. Yes. Yeah. Which they had already been told by Hagrid that he didn't do it. So yeah. and so it's kind of like now they have that confirmation that yes, Hagrid is not the one. Yeah, but I feel like they already like, believed Hagrid, so... Yeah, I would say, I think the only thing is that it's, like, you need a second party to say, to, like, to agree with the person who was accused. Yeah, so. yeah, I guess. But anyway, Aragog is all like, oh, well, I'm not gonna let you guys leave, because you just wandered willingly into our home, so, like, mm-hmm. my my sons and daughters are gonna eat you, it's fine. Yeah, and I'm, um, I just made the comment, I was like, Harry is just always ready to die fighting. <laughs> I know. Always. <laughs> Always. But who would show up but their car? <laughs> they get rescued by the car and taken mm-hmm. to like a clearing. Taken to the edge of the forest near Hagrid's The edge of the hut. forest? Oh, okay. They get dropped off because mm-hmm. the car is like, go away. I don't want to yeah. see you right now. Yeah. So they go. And, and I have a question about the yes. car. Yes. Did the car just die after this year or what? Um, I don't think so. I think it does show up later, but I don't remember it? if it does. I, feel yeah, I think like it does. It- I feel like if it does, it's probably not until, like, the last book, but I, I don't really know. can't remember. I think I remember it showing up again, but I'm not 100% sure. I know, I'm like, I wish I knew when, because I also kind of feel like it shows up once more, Yeah, but I cannot I, tell you when. I can't either, but I'm pretty sure it does show up again. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. I could be 100% wrong. But anyway, Harry goes and picks up his invisibility cloak. They drop Fang off. And then they go back to their their dormitory. Yeah. I I just had this question because a lot of times she'll, like, mention, like, that Ron, like, goes to his bed or whatever. And then Harry, like, goes to his four-poster. And I've always wondered why it was called a four-poster. Yeah. I... Like, is it a specific type of bed? Because I feel like all beds have four legs. (laughs) It it, honestly might just be the fact that it has, like, each four legs have, like, the poles, like, reaching up to the ceiling. I mean, I I have a bed like that. I don't. (laughs) Never have. (laughs) So maybe you Um, have a four-poster bed. (laughs) I don't know. 
Okay, so I just looked it up, and for the most part, it looks like it's the beds that have the railing at the top as well, so you can put a canopy over it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much always what I've imagined. So, I so guess you, that's what you it have is. a four poster bed. <laughs> I don't though, because it doesn't have the railing on the top. Oh, does it have to have the railing? I that's what it, it looks did. like. Well, because I'm seeing some that don't have the railing. Yeah, but only a few. I don't yeah, think but those still, I think they count. I think they do. No, because the bed of kings. Yeah, yeah. No, it wouldn't. It has to have the potential to have a canopy. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. I was looking up uh, the flying car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Can I read this? Yes. Yes. Let's hear about the flying car. Okay, so so okay, so we just we just read the part where uh, the flying car saved Harry and Ron, and this is on a uh, like the Harry Potter fandom wiki, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it says possible destruction. Here's this paragraph. It says at some point between 1993 and 1998, the car may have been taken into the room of requirement by a member of the Hogwarts staff, as a similar car appeared upside down during the students' escape from Fiendfire. It was presumably destroyed along with the other artifacts in the room. So we do see it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, apparently. Wow. Interesting. I, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I don't know why either, <laughs> but that's definitely interesting. I think I it was just, know. I think it was really just the image of a professor trying to get the car into Hogwarts to take it to the room of requirements. That's a good point. How would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. So so Ron's like, I'm going to sleep. So he does. Mm-hmm. And then Harry is sitting there thinking and thinking. And mm-hmm. he's like, wait, the girl who died the last time it was opened was yeah. like in a bathroom. And he was like, what if she never left the school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, obviously he's like, moaning Myrtle. What if it's moaning Myrtle? And so then he like wakes Ron up about that. <laughs> yep. And Ron's like, what? (laughs) It just made me laugh. I was like, you couldn't have just told him in the morning? No, of course not. (laughs) It wasn't that big of a revelation. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I, I was just thinking, I'm like, it's interesting how, you know, people don't ask ghosts how they died. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like those would be really interesting stories to hear, but I, I also so understand too. that the ghosts probably don't want to retell how they died. Or maybe they do. You never I, know. Yeah, it might depend on the ghost. Yeah. Like, I feel like the headless hunt would be like, oh, yeah, let me tell you the yeah. story of how I was beheaded. Yeah. And why. <laughs> I was I was a batch. I was part of a batch that got beheaded in France. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty chill, brah. Yeah. I uh, I, in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Moaning Myrtle, though, would be that one ghost that you really do not ask. Maybe. because of how emotional she is. I mean, spoiler for the next chapter. We know that she gets excited about it. True. Because she's never been asked before. Yeah. Yeah, she's just like, oh, I've never been asked. And so she's like, yeah, I'll tell you. everybody i'm megan and i'm samantha with literary lushes and we want to tell you about our podcast join us every other week as we dive into a sci-fi or fantasy novel where we also drink cocktails inspired by the novel we post youtube videos of us making the cocktails and a lot of the times we even have the authors on including dennis e taylor marissa myers and even angela roquet so join us because you don't want to miss the podcast that's been described as not taking ourselves too seriously and with that we say stay Stay lively with your libations
on to the next chapter, which is the Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets! Woo. Yay. Yay! We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it, guys. <laughs> yes. So I was uh, confused that they have exams in a week. But it did kind of tell us that they're in May right now and that June will be the next week. But also, how did they get there? And also, why are they still having exams? Yeah, okay, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're definitely, like, in May still. Um, I think, well, because I think it's mentioned that they wanted the school to continue on as normally as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, so McGonagall says, the whole point of keeping the school open at this time is for you to receive free education. The exams will therefore take place as usual, and I trust you are all studying hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, to me, exams make sense to have, because school is still going on. Yeah, I guess. But I think it's similar to how, like, in college, if, like, one of your roommates were to die, mm-hmm. they would just, like, give you your grades for the yeah. semester instead of, like, making you have to work harder. Because yeah. this is affecting everyone. So that, that's oh, it, why I was confused that the exams were still going to happen as usual. I would say, and I, I definitely understand that. I think part of the reason why they're still having exams is because at this point, it's been a bit yeah. since the last person was petrified. Yeah, that's true. And so they're kind of like, well, I think we're all okay right now. As long yeah. as no one else gets petrified, like exams can still go on. Yeah. And plus all these people are going to be... Uh, like restored with the mandrake jaw soon so yeah i also thought it was ridiculous that ron's wand is still broken uh-huh yes um and i was like now now it's just intentional like <laughs> yeah, now it is they've they've had a lot of time to fix that they had the entire school year to fix it yeah and now they're gonna make him take an exam on that wand mm-hmm. really yep really yep <laughs> And, like, they, they know that Ron's wand is a hazard. Yep. They and do. So, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't know either. You wouldn't want him using that wand. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, that would be, like, going into a science class and, like, using your own beakers. But, oh, you accidentally cracked this one beaker. Like, your teacher's not going to make you use that broken beaker. Yeah. So, why not replace the wand? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's obnoxious, though. It is. The mandrakes are ready. Yes, to create the draft. Yes, and I had a thought about those. Mm -hmm. It's awful to think that the mandrakes are alive and you basically have to kill them just to make the draft. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Like, they, they talk about, you know, the mandrakes, like, trying like, to get into each other's pots and yeah. whatnot. And it's like, they're, like, alive, like, yeah. actually alive, and you have to kill them. Yeah. I wonder where mandrakes even come from. I don't know. Like, how how do they come to be? Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. Are nymphs a real thing? Probably. I mean, so I don't think we hear about them, but probably. I would say I, we definitely don't hear about them, but maybe it's some sort of, uh, like, subspecies of nymph. I don't know. Or some weird... Uh, like a mutation. Mutation, yes. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know either. Joe, any in- input? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm very curious. Um, but anyway, they're all chilling at their breakfast. Uh-huh. Jenny shows up uh, looking pretty pretty rough. Mm-hmm. She has something that she wants to tell Harry and Ron. And she almost starts saying something when Percy's like, Jenny, are you done? Can you leave? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he's like, are you done eating? Because I would like to eat. <laughs> so then she leaves. Yeah. And then um, they're and like, uh, Jenny was going to tell us something. Yeah, Ron was <laughs> upset. He was like, uh, Jenny was about to tell us this thing. And yeah. you interrupted. And Percy's all like, oh, well, I'm glad I did because um, she... Uh, interrupted me like walked in on me uh but like she told me she would keep it quiet so i don't know why she's trying to tell you guys well you forgot the most important part he was with someone well yes (laughs) (laughs) my question is what were they doing yeah i mean i'm i feel like we know what they were doing yeah and where (laughs) were they that jenny just happened to walk in on them probably in the dungeons why was jenny in the dungeons why was she there exactly (laughs) maybe because she was guiding this gigantic snake (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't know wait hold on wait 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 how how long ago was this thing that jenny walked in on because i'm i would say it has to be a while because the prefect that percy probably was with is petrified yep and um do we think that she got petrified because jenny was upset maybe chose her (laughs) maybe yeah i mean maybe not necessarily that jenny chose her but maybe tom riddle uh maybe jenny wrote about it in the diary and tom riddle was like oh we're going after her then maybe yes Hmm. and then hermione just happened to be there i don't know I do not know. But yeah, so mm-hmm. they're they're still supposed to be guided by their teachers mm-hmm. to um, their, next, their next class and stuff. Yeah. Um, which they they are being guided by Lockhart um, in this part that we're at now. And he's like, oh, I don't like having to do this and blah, blah. I have to get my class ready and all yeah, that. Yeah, and, and he's like, he's absolutely sure that the person who was making the attacks was Hagrid. And he's like, yeah. you know, Hagrid's gone. And he's just very annoyed with this whole yeah. thing and wants like, it to be done so with. so pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So then Harry and Ron are like, oh, well, I mean, you don't have to walk with us. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, you know what? We're just one corridor away. You know, we can, we can walk the rest of the way there. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, uh, Lockhart's kind of like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You, you, yeah. you guys go on ahead to your next class. It's one yeah. corridor. You know, you'll be fine. Yeah. So I was like, Lockhart leaves them? What the fuck? The rules literally <laughs> mean they get walked to class by teachers and they convince Lockhart to leave them. I was Lockhart like, wow. is the dumbest one. Very true. And then we so, come across another teacher who was dumb for in a moment of weakness. <laughs> so Harry and Ron are like, cool, Lockhart's gone. Let's go. And Yeah, because so, they want to sneak off to go talk to Myrtle. Exactly. So they start heading that way and McGonagall runs into them and she's like, um, what are you guys doing? And they're like, um, uh, well, Harry's like, well, we were going to go visit Hermione in the hospital. Mm-hmm. 
And Nagano goes like, uh, well, I guess that's okay. Yeah, in a moment of weakness, she was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. She like starts ahead. like crying. And yeah, she stuff. like starts tearing up and she's like, okay, I understand. It's she's like, rough. you can go visit her. Like, just tell Madame Pomfrey that I, I told you you could. Yeah. Um, so they, they have to actually go to the hospital wing. Hold on, hold on though. Yes. Was Myrtle's bathroom just so conveniently in the same direction as the hospital wing? Um, I mean, maybe they just had to go down a floor or something, you know? I mean, maybe, but was it, were they headed in the right direction to go to the hospital wing? Probably, if they were going down. Yeah. Because I feel like it wouldn't have been on the same floor as them. No, definitely not, you're right. (laughs) So, I mean, either way, they still have to go down, so... But there's like a million different ways to go. As That's far true. As but I'm you aware. could be going any way. Yeah. And it would still probably make sense. Probably. So. I, I do have another comment about. Because yes. you said that like they had to go to the hospital wing. I don't think they had to. They I mean, just, they felt like they had they to. They felt like because, they had to. Yeah. Because if McGonagall went and checked that they had gone. Mm-hmm. And Madame Pomfrey had said, like, no, I never saw them. I never heard anything yeah. about them. Then there would have been a problem. So they did have to. Because McGonagall is the type of teacher who would go and check. True. She is. So I'm pretty sure they had to. Yeah. <laughs> they go to the hospital wing. They're let in. Madame Pomfrey's like, oh, whatever. I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, and so they sit with Hermione for a bit. But then they notice that she has, like, her hand is super clenched above her her hospital t- blanket <laughs> whatever it is on I her don't... bed it's clenched on top of the blanket not clenched on the blanket but it's on top of it i don't even know that hermione is even under a blanket i'm pretty sure i don't think she is um but anyway they notice that her hand is clenched so then they um are like well like it looks like there might be something in there and then they see that there's like a piece of paper Mm-hmm. kind of sticking out a little bit and they're like oh like we should like try to get it out and so they work really hard to get it out and i i thought the funny thing is that they felt the need to hide this from madame pomfrey i know like ron was like blocking the the way so madame yeah. pomfrey couldn't see it and i was yeah. like why like, like it doesn't you, matter <laughs> it really doesn't you could just be like hermione has a piece of paper in her hand we just want to know what it says yeah like what it is in fact it might be really helpful for the teachers to know about this piece of paper yep like i'm um. sure madame pomfrey like if she helped them like get it out and she saw it and she'd be like uh okay like let's talk to mcgonagall or dumbledore well not dumbledore because he's not there yeah but you know let's talk to someone exactly so they get the paper out Uh and it's clearly ripped out of an old book which like first of all i feel like hermione would not harm a book without a purpose and she had a purpose exactly so that just shows that this is like definitely something that was very important to hermione to make sure that she had and so then they take it out. They obviously have already taken it out. They read mm-hmm. it, um, and it describes the basilisk and how like the spiders flee before it, and how it's mm-hmm. been getting around. Because Can I make like, a comment about yes. the, the description. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so it says that a basilisk is born from a chicken's egg, hatched beneath a toad. Yes, that makes no sense. Nope, but it's fine because it's magic. fine. But I do like that this description is here because it yeah. does kind of explain why the basilisk is still alive. Yeah. Just because it says that the basilisk can live for many hundreds of years. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense as to why it's still alive. Yeah, for sure. And then 
It also mentions that the roosters, like the roosters call, kills it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really an easy way to kill something that big. <laughs> but it's fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and so that also explains why all of Hagrid's roosters were killed at the beginning, which I didn't even like mention. I don't think you did either. I don't think I did either. But his roosters were killed when the Chamber of Secrets first started getting opened. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that it was the rooster blood that was re- used to write on the wall. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I mentioned chicken blood yeah. because I thought it was chicken blood, yeah. but it's rooster blood. Yeah. I remember you saying chicken. That yeah. Was like, maybe. I was so close. <laughs> maybe? So close. <laughs> but it was rooster blood. <laughs> um, so uh, it also talks about how like it's been getting around through like the pipes and stuff. Yeah, because Hermione wrote pipes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... yeah. Makes sense in a way, but also no, it does not. <laughs> yeah. And then the last final piece of information that's really important is that its stare will kill you. Yes. So that's fun. <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> this okay. description says its methods of killing are most wondrous. <laughs> I'm like, what? Nice. Nice. Because it, it mentions the fangs first, the venomous yeah. fangs. That's and, true, it does. And then it mentions the stare. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so yeah, so they they take the note, and instead of telling Madame Pomfrey first, they go, oh, let's go tell McGonagall. <laughs> well, I don't know why they would tell Madame Pomfrey first if they because could just go to McGonagall. Because she's another professor. Like, not like a teacher, per se. Yeah. But, like, she's I, another person of authority who could also help them get the word across. I definitely get that, except for the fact that, from what I can tell, like, everyone just ignores Madame Pomfrey. Like, she's just there to heal, and that's it. That is so rude. I know. But, plus, they feel like they can go to McGonagall, like, directly. And so they're like, you know what, instead of trying to, like, have the message, like, skewed in some way, let's just go straight to her. Yeah. That's a good point, I guess. Yeah. But they they set out to, to talk to McGonagall. And they mm-hmm. go to the staff staff room, I guess. Yeah, the, yeah. They go there like to wait for yeah. McGonagall to hopefully appear. But then McGonagall issues a message saying that everyone should go back to their dormitories and stuff. And the professors to all go to the staff room. Yes. So then they're like, "Hmm. Well, let's just hide in here and wait, and we'll tell them all what we found afterwards." So then they go and hide in the wardrobe, which I don't understand why they <laughs> hid. I don't either. I don't think they should have hid. Like, I honestly, think, yeah. they they could have just waited there. And, you know, professor, like, whatever, whoever the first professor was that walked in, they would have been like, you're supposed to go to your dormitories. And they're like, okay, but hold on. We have an important piece of information. Yeah, exactly. And then they could have just told them. Like, I think that they should have just been standing there when everyone walked in. Yeah, same. Like, I'm sure that, like, Snape would have been, like, upset with them and, like, other Mm -hmm. teachers would have been like, why are you here? Like, you're supposed to be in dormitory. Yeah, like definitely. I feel like if they had this information and they knew that they wanted to tell someone about it, that they should Mm -hmm. maybe not hide, that they should maybe stay in plain sight. Like, they were already planning on telling McGonagall, and McGonagall would have told the rest of the staff anyways. Exactly. So. (laughs) So just make it all easier and tell everyone at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Um, but anyway, they do hide, and you then... know what? 
Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I just came up with a random thought. Okay. So, you know how everyone's been petrified due to the fact that they've been seeing the basilisk, like, yeah. either through something or, like, in some way that wasn't direct? Yeah. Do you think people with contacts or glasses would also be petrified? No, because it's not a reflection. Well, it doesn't have to be a reflection. I'm pretty sure it has to be a reflection. Mm, well, because uh, Justin Finch Fletchley saw the basilisk through nearly had the snack. I guess that's true, but that was a distortion. Yeah. Um, glasses wouldn't distort the image, so it would still be the image. Well, same with the camera, you would think. Although, the, I guess maybe that is no. a bit of a reflection in some yeah. way. I would say, because no. from what I understand, you have to look at the basilisk directly. Yeah. And if you're looking through glasses or contacts, then you're not looking at it directly. I mean... You're not. You are, though. You're not. <laughs> You're looking through something. No. Nope. You would still get petrified. Not You would still die. Not petrified. I, I think they would be petrified. But no, that's... because Myrtle dies. And that's how Joe wrote it, so... Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, you I would didn't still get petrified. You would still die, not get petrified. You would die. Because glasses and contacts literally only enhance your vision. They are not reflections. They're not distortions. None of that. They're just fixing um, some issues with your vision. Whereas, like, a mirror or water or, like, the ghost or the camera aren't fixing or enhancing your vision. They're just kind of there. Yeah. So that's, that's why I think it has to be, like, some sort of reflection or distortion. Okay. That makes sense. Especially since Myrtle has glasses. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Solved that one. <laughs> I'm still. Well, no. You can't I'll, I'll be iffy it, on that because it's literally I'm canon. <laughs> slightly iffy on it, but I'll go with it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so McGonagall talks to like everyone about how like Jenny Weasley has been taken into the chamber and mm-hmm. how like there's literally a message under the first one. Um, and I was like, so they never cleaned it off. I was confused about that. Filch part. already tried. What know, more do you like, want? It's literally just rooster blood. <laughs> yeah, which if Filch couldn't yeah. get it off, then what did Ginny do to it? You should be able to clean rooster blood <laughs> off. It's just rooster blood. Right? So I don't understand why Filch couldn't get it off. Yeah. I but also, care. that means that the first message has been haunting the entire school. For, for this whole year. This whole yep. year. <laughs> yep. And then they're all like, oh, well, you know, Lockhart, like, you've been telling us so much about the chamber. Why don't you go down there and, like, yep. fix it all up for us? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go get ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also Lockhart was the one who, uh, who like, he came in, like, slightly late yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was the last one He's like, what there. did I miss? Yeah. <laughs> so they're all like, oh, well, you should go do this. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, about it. like, you keep saying that you know, like, where it is and how to get in it and yeah. what the creature is. So, you know, you go, you go take care of it. Exactly. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. So, and then, like, once he's gone, they're like, okay, let's get down to business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then all of the teachers leave. Mm-hmm. They all leave the, the room. And Harry and Ron are like, oh my gosh, Jenny was going to tell us about like the Chamber of mm-hmm. Secrets and stuff. And like not what Percy was talking about. 
<laughs> yeah. And so they were upset that Percy had interrupted her because she was going to tell them something about that. Yeah. Um, so I have a question. Yeah. How does McGonagall know that Ginny is the one that was taken? Um, that's a good question. How do they know that she's taken at all? Because, yeah, how would you know she was I, missing if they don't know where Harry and Ron are either? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, I I get that the message was, like, her... Her, what her body will remain her in the body, chamber Her body, yeah, will remain in the chamber forever. Or her skeleton will lie in the oh, chamber yeah, that's, forever. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, I got uh, close. You were close. I know. I was like, I knew it was her something will lie her in the skeleton. chamber forever. Yeah, it's yeah, her skeleton. It's her skeleton. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I've honestly never understood how McGonagall just knew that it was Ginny. Yeah, I don't think I've understood that either, but... I don't think I ever really paid that much attention to it either, just because we knew it was Jenny. I've just always wondered. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> every time I've watched this, I'm like, how does she know, though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Maybe she got, like, a, a personal memo from Tom Riddle. <laughs> yeah, Tom like, Riddle was... Li- yeah. I Jenny, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, so Jenny puts the message up on the wall, her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever, and then she left a note for McGonagall <laughs> saying, yeah. hey... I'm in the chamber. Heart yeah. Ginny. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Precisely. She probably wrote one of those poems. Another little poem. Another one it. for McGonagall. <laughs> yeah, for McGonagall. Except it was written this time and not sung. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so uh, Harry and Ron are like, oh, well, like Lockhart's going to go in and like we could go with him. Yeah, and I... I find it kind of funny because they know Lockhart, like, probably isn't being very truthful about what he says and whatnot. And I was kind of like, you know, I like how Ron is so sure that Lockhart is going to try to save his sister that night. Yeah. And I was like, okay, on one hand, yes, they did hear Lockhart, like, half-heartedly agree that he would. But on the other hand, we know Lockhart is a fake. Yes. However... This is probably the one thing that Ron has to hold on to at this moment. Yeah. And so he's like, well, Lockhart said he would. So and <laughs> that, like, that's my sister down there in the chamber. So let's go help him. Yeah, that's true. Um, so they go to Lockhart and they find out he's actually just packing all of his stuff up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, are you like, what are you doing? Like, aren't you supposed to be going down to the Chamber of Secrets? Like, what? is happening here like why are you doing this and he was like oh well like i didn't write my own books i didn't well before that though before he actually reveals that he's (laughs) like oh yeah i got i got called out i have to go to i have to go somewhere like he's like sorry so sorry about your sister but uh, this or something yeah (laughs) and it's like Um, okay but you just said you would save her yeah yeah they're like no you're supposed to be saving jenny and he's like well, like, I can't, so... <laughs> I can't, because I didn't write anything. Yeah. He's like, I didn't write book. any of those books, I didn't experience any of that. Um, like, I literally just stole them. I had to go track down all those witches and wizards and mm-hmm. take their tales, and then I had to destroy their memories. Yep. Um, so that I could make sure that they were mine and not theirs. Because no one yeah. would want to read a book from an old witch or an ugly wizard or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was like yeah I took all of their, their stuff and he chalks it all up to fame and I was like why yeah. like, 
I don't feel like people go to those extreme lengths for fame, but yeah. like apparently he does. He does. <laughs> Because I think to, I think to him this was an easy way to get fame. Yeah, that's true. So he's just kind of like, oh, you know what? If I just steal their stories, yeah, everyone will like me. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, after he tells them this, he's like, also like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to do the same thing to you guys. Yep. And um, Harry uses his favorite spell, Expelliarmus, <laughs> the only spell he knows. <laughs> true. <laughs> So then Ron catches Lockhart's wand, and I just thought it was funny that he throws it out the window. Right, right? Yes. Okay, first of all, I don't understand why Expelliarmus is just suddenly knocking people backwards while yeah. also taking their wand. I don't get that. I don't either. But also, Ron threw Lockhart's wand out the window? <laughs> like, I feel like Ron could have used Lockhart's wand. <laughs> I feel like he could have too, but... You know. I don't understand the throwing it out the window part. <laughs> he just really wanted to get rid of it, you know? <laughs> know. Really wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> so now they have their wands on Lockhart, and Lockhart has to go with them. Yep. They're like, we know where it is, so yep. let's go. So they head to Myrtle's bathroom, yep. and they ask her, they're like, hey Myrtle, how did you die? And she's like, ooh, I've never been asked this before. <laughs> yeah. And so she's all like, well, I was in here because I was getting bullied and I was crying. And then I heard a funny language and it sounded mm -hmm. like a guy. So I was like, oh, I should tell him to leave because mm -hmm. it's not his bathroom. And so she had opened the, the bathroom door and or the bathroom stall. And all of a sudden she just died. <laughs> yep. She's like, I died. <laughs> yep. Um, and there Harry asks her how, and she's like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she says, I don't know. But then she says, all I remember is I saw a great big pair of yellow eyes by the sinks. Mm -hmm. And Harry's like, oh, the sinks. Okay. Actually, she doesn't even... Yeah, okay. She doesn't specifically say that was at the sink, because yeah, Harry... Harry asks, he's like, where did you see these? And she's kind of like, oh, over there somewhere. It's and clearly she, by the sink, though. <laughs> yeah, she's pointing vaguely toward the sink. Yeah. <laughs> so then they start inspecting the sinks, mm -hmm. looking for any kind of, like, semblance of a snake. Because that's the only way it would, I guess, be possible to open the, the entrance by using parcel uh, tongue. I mean, yeah, the only way to open <laughs> it was using parcel tongue, but I don't think... There technically had to be a snake, but it's helpful. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, Harry does find a little snake that was engraved on the sink. And it wasn't like, even engraved. It yeah, was just it was, scratched. Well, yeah, I mean, same thing, though. <laughs> it was scratched, though. That's but, different. Um, but... but uh, can I make a comment about that yes. real quick? So the snake is scratched into the side of one of the copper taps on the sink. And to me personally, I felt like this makes more sense than it did in the movie. Because the movie had, like, an actual, like, little snake detail yeah, on the sink. that's true. And I feel like students who have been asking about that for years, they would have been like, why does this sink have a snake? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and it would just be a thing, and that would make it more obvious that, hey, maybe that's the chamber? That's we could look point. there? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not, though, because they didn't know what creature it was. So. Well, yeah, but you would think Sal Salazar Slytherin, his like house animals the snake so yeah. maybe that's where his chamber is maybe maybe <laughs> i don't know so i i just i just really like the fact that it was scratched into the side yeah. and wasn't super obvious 
I like that too. It's nice. It's a nice little deep. So Harry does attempt to speak parcel tongue to it, but the first time he fails, mm -hmm. and then the second time he's like, he like, kind of pretends like he sees it moving, mm -hmm. and then he's able to speak it. So like, can you only speak parcel tongue to real snakes? To real snakes? No. Like, <laughs> if you believe that they're real. No, I think this is really just. Um... He just had to convince his mind. That he needed to speak that language. Well, yes, but I also think the fact that he hasn't, like, practiced trying to speak parcel tongue. So, this is still, like, a new language to him. That's true. Not that he ever really uses it. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> so, I, I think for him, at least, imagining that it was a real snake d does help him. Okay. Well... It's his second attempt and he succeeds. So mm -hmm. yay, Harry. Good job, little 12-year-old. Yeah. So then they um, they force Lockhart to go in like down the pipe first. And I, I have to make a comment about yes. this. That it mentions that the pipe is wide enough for a man to slide into, mm -hmm. which to me makes it seem like the pipe isn't that big. Like just it, like it's big in a way that a man can slide into it, yeah. but it's not as big as it was like in the movie. Yeah, it's a good You know, point. it's it's interesting and well, so i'm like well go ahead because in the movie it sh sure seems like there's like a hole in the in movie the it's huge all of the, all of the sinks and i'm always sitting there like wondering like why had no one found that hole before right <laughs> Cause, yeah because i don't remember 100 percent, but i don't think the sinks are like all pointed inwards where it's like a triangle covering the hole so i feel like they could have maybe climbed up and found the hole i would say well because there is a covering on on the hole in the movie there was a covering yes because okay. whenever harry speaks parcel tongue the covering lifts up and oh, okay. the sinks like spread out a little bit and the one in front of harry goes down okay that makes sense yeah and so but even still when they were doing plumbing you would think that they'd be like hey there's this pipe here like what does yeah. that go to it's like a gigantic it's huge pipe. <laughs> Yeah. And so I feel like this has to be a smaller pipe yeah. than it was in the movie. And is this how Jenny has been? Or has she even been going down there? I, guess I don't the question. think. Because well, I think we talked about how maybe she was at one point. But like I feel like maybe she wasn't going down there. Maybe I don't she think was she was. Like the messenger, basically. Yeah, me. I think she's really just the messenger. But I don't understand how she's been doing this. I don't. So anyway, Lockhart goes and then they head down as well. Mm -hmm. and they can tell that they're very very deep beneath the school and they kind of question if they're under the lake potentially and i was like that does make a lot of sense uh -huh. because it is very wet down there yeah <laughs> and then harry's all like if you see any sign of movement close your eyes immediately because you don't want to get petrified obviously yeah or, like killed so he's like just like stay stay safe and don't really look at anything and i was like how are you planning on killing a snake when you can't look at it I know. <laughs> like, I'm I'm just thinking That's, about yeah. this a little bit. Yeah, how were they planning to uh How are you going to save Jenny and, and um, not die to this? Yeah. <laughs> like, what was the plan? There was no plan. Nope, no, never, never they, a plan. There's never a plan with these two, yeah. three. If Hermione was there, she would have been like, guys, this is stupid. You should have told the teachers. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But they, or at uh, least she would have had some sort of option of yeah, how to do it. She would have it. been like, oh, this is what we could do instead. Just blindfold and yeah, <laughs> just try probably. your best and go. I don't know. <laughs> it would be like a like bird box. Yeah, basically. 
that make your way through the world with no sight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they find a shedded snake skin. Mm-hmm. And then Lockhart grabs Ron's wand <laughs> and tries to Well, uh, uh well, hold on. They come up to the snake skin and Lockhart Oh right. Uh, You're right. Like he pretends like to faint. <laughs> I forgot about that part. That's the, and Ron Ron is basically like get up and that's when Lockhart gets up and like dives at Ron and winds up taking Ron's yeah. wand from him. Which like I mean of the wands to take, that is the right one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking that one, Lockhart. Yes, thank you. But yeah, so he's all like, Oh well, you know, I'll just take a piece of this the snakeskin here and head back up there, leave you guys here and let them know that we couldn't save anyone. Yeah. And- I have the snake skin now and stuff. And I was like, how is that? Like, you're going to just leave three students in the Chamber of Secrets? He's not a good teacher. Dead? <laughs> like, he's really not. No. But also, like, wouldn't you think that if he was capable of, like, killing the snake, which is what his plan clearly is with taking the snake skin. Yeah. That he would be able to at least bring their bodies back. Right? Yeah. Because if the snake is dead, then you don't have anything else to worry about. Yeah. So I'm confused why he just feels like he's going to leave the bodies down there and no one's going to question anything. He's just going to be like, yeah, the snake's dead. Yeah. (laughs) But also, how is Lockhart actually going to get out? I'm very curious. Another good question. (laughs) Um, Is there a spell that makes you fly or what? I don't know. Maybe there's um. Well, I mean, the Death Eaters have that thing where they can turn into like a a wispy yeah gas thing. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a dark magic thing though. Maybe I don't know. Because <laughs> otherwise, we don't see. No, actually, we do. Oh, okay. Because in the fifth movie, you kind of see the the good guys having like white wispy yeah whatever. Okay, so maybe it is a thing. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. We're not there yet. <laughs> um but yeah so he's like this is what's gonna happen i'm just gonna take your guys's memories away you're gonna stay down here i'm gonna leave and uh this is how it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and so then he attempts to obliterate their obliviate obliviate sorry (laughs) obliviate their memories and i don't know why i said obliterate I know. I know. I know that's not the spell. <laughs> um, so he attempts to, but obviously this wand is a uh, safety hazard, and mm-hmm. it backfires. It well, um, we don't know that it backfires. Well, it explodes. Yeah, I would say all we know is that it like sets off a small bomb. <laughs> yeah, there's an explosion, and part of the tunnel collapses mm-hmm. between Harry and then Ron and Lockhart. Yes. So Ron is stuck with Lockhart, and Harry's on the other side, trapped inside the Chamber of Secrets, mm-hmm. basically, or like, well. In the part that would lead deeper into the chamber, I guess. Yeah. And he, like, he calls out to Ron. He's like, Ron, are you okay? And Ron's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like, but I'm not so sure about Lockhart. Yeah. He kicks Lockhart. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why Ron is kicking Lockhart. I don't either. <laughs> but he did it anyway. He, he does it, like, twice. <laughs> and I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. We know that Ron's okay. We don't really know a lot about Lockhart right now. Yeah, which is know. which is interesting because in the movie, we know that the spell backfired yeah. and Lockhart accidentally erased his own yeah. memories. It's but true. in the book, it's never mentioned in this scene. Yeah. Like, it's just, Lockhart doesn't seem to be doing okay. Nope. Ron kicked him in the shins and he went, yeah. ow! <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> What? Um, and then uh, Harry's like, okay, well, um, just stay here. 
Which, like, where are they going to go? <laughs> yeah, and Ron's like, I'll try to dig us out, you know, yeah, or dig yeah. you guys out. So he's going to try and make a little, like, tunnel for yeah. Harry and Jenny when they come back. And then Harry's like, cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head on. Which, yeah. like, does Harry really think that he's going to be able to do this on his own? He's the person who's always ready to die fighting, like I said earlier. <laughs> so okay. he's going to try. Okay, 12-year-old Harry facing a basilisk, an ancient creature. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he he heads to this one, like, is it is it like a, a door? I think so, yeah. I know in the movie it's like one of those, like, pipe openings. Like. Oh, uh, it says, and then at last, as he crept around yet another bend, he saw a solid wall ahead on which two entwined serpents were carved, their eyes set with great glinting emeralds. Oh, so it's just a wall. It's a wall, apparently. Okay, cool. So he comes to this wall, but it's marked with serpents, so it's clearly the entrance to where he needs to go, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he talks to it. <laughs> he tells it to open and uh, it starts to, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, here, I'll just read it. I'll read the yeah. end of the chapter for here you we go, all. Guys. <laughs> he could guess what he had to do. He cleared his throat and the emerald eyes seemed to flicker. Open, said Harry in a low, faint hiss. The serpents parted as the wall cracked open. The halves slid smoothly out of sight and Harry, shaking from head to foot, walked inside. Dun dun dun. The end. End of that chapter. Yeah, we have two more chapters. <laughs> we have two more chapters. So one more, ep- one more episode of the book. Of the book, and then we have the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. But me too, dude. Me too. So yeah, that's that's it. That's it. We did it. That's the end for this episode. Yeah, it's it a is. shorter episode than normal. It really is. I'm <laughs> shook. <laughs> right. But like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> so so don't forget to look at our website yes. don't forget to become a patron on our patreon yeah, if you want to support us support us cool. there um, are different tiers you can choose a tier it's true it's whatever true. you want we have a couple of different ones and we should all keep it magical We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on both Twitter and Instagram at BMM underscore Oh My. We have finally launched our website and our Patreon. Yay! Woo! Be sure to check out the website at bmmohmy.wixsite. That's W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmm underscore oh my. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omai at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye.